Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to it, everybody, on a Wednesday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on Old School. I'm DP. He's Jay Foreman. Nathan Brennan running it. Greatly appreciate it. Jay Foreman, tell them, Hall of Famer, about the Mercado. Mercado. We got certified Piedmont beef, especially blended beef made here right in Nebraska. And they have all types of cuts and meats uh, to your liking. What was it 84th in uh, Havelock? Havelock. South right there. It's a good, like I said, the, the restaurant is good. Um, you know, the, the, just the vibe of it is really good. Classy, first-class service. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it with a stick. Great restaurant upstairs. Yeah. Like, don't you need to go in, if you want to cook yourself, go to the bottom floor. You go in there, and they've got, like, a, a little grocery store deli kind of deal yeah. going on. Yeah, they do have that, too. And you can order whatever meat you want, whatever way you want, whatever weight you want. Uh, they've got pr- some prepared meals for you, some side dishes that are prepared, or you can have them made on spot. Uh, several desserts, all worth trying. The sorbet is fantastic. Uh, the beef, the, the, like the burgers. Are yeah, too. yeah, they've got they've got the blue cheese burgers. They've yeah, got the burgers the different, are real good. Yeah, so you can do that. Four two four six four five six eight five. Start a Hammond text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. If you want to join the conversation, please do. Uh, reach out, and you can follow on the video stream by Starter Heyman. Uh Do so. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. Twitter Live. Twitter Live. Jay Foreman. They've been talking all day. I I I look for common sense in this thing. Um. They were talking about Urban Meyer because Dan Patrick whispered those three words that would make Husker fans melt down, which was the possibility of Urban Meyer, Nebraska. Oh, he said that today? Yeah, he, he said, you know, just keep your eye on that. That yeah. that that seems to be a thing. What Urban Meyer, where he where would he be going? The iguanas or somewhere? That where would he be? <laughs> <laughs> where, where would he be? Yeah, Urban would be. Hey, what's that cat that was uh, the basketball coach at Iowa State that was up in the house party? What's his name? He was <laughs> he was a good coach too. He took him to like a Sweet Sixteen. Then he was at the house party mm-hmm. on like a third, like an odd Wednesday night, hammered, drinking out the keg, just doing his thing. Man. Urban Meyer would be at Iggy's. <laughs> yeah. Went, oh wow! Yeah, hey. You went there. You went there. Did you hey. really just That's really? That's what he says. What Chase really? said. Iguanas. He would be. He would be at Iguanas. If he's in his own bar acting a fool, he's gonna definitely be in Iguanas. Yeah, I think Lincoln's too small for Urban. Well, he did Salt he, Lake. He, 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 he did. He, he did Bowling Green, Kentucky. That, that Urban that you knew back then. Is, yeah, he's a different dude. Yeah. yeah it, I, look, I've told you and, that, and he is not. I don't. I don't think he's coming out of the booth this time to come coach Nebraska. Notre Dame, yeah, he'd do it. Somewhere else, I think he would. I don't think he'd come out there. But I, I think the what? small His town thing has, matters. You know, somebody, but you know what? Somebody say, "Well, we've seen him at High V." They always get on them chat lines talking about they <sighs> see everybody at High V. 
I think the biggest thing with Urban Meyer is that I think his days of turning around a program are probably over. Yeah, he's not. First like, of all, he when he walked into to. Ohio State, he was in a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Just kind of walked into it. The Jaguars flamed out horribly, and now he's back in the booth. Yeah, he just so. needs to stay in the booth. And, yeah. and then better yet, it's an ignorant conversation to have. Dan Patrick should know better anyways. I mean, it's, it's, it's the first game of the year. And you're already talking about another coach. He knows better than that. Yeah, I I, I found it odd that just, he would bring it up. I mean, it's like you he doesn't need clickbait. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't people are gonna listen to him. He's got followers or whatever, so he doesn't even need to go there. He knows better than that. He's been in the business way, way too long, it seems. But like. he also understands that, you know, Nebraska will respond because they always do. Right. Let's you go to get Hon- your followers up. Yeah, let's go to Honda Lincoln Hotline. Jim is on the line. Jim, what's up? Hi, guys. Um, I'm wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about, uh, in education, we have this term called collective efficacy. And what it means is that as a collective group of teachers, adults in people's lives, that when the chips are down, when times are tough, we know no matter what, we have the power and ability to influence the outcome. And what I'm wondering is, to me, that's what seems lacking in our football team right now. I'm wondering if you guys see that as well, if we feel like maybe that's an area that Coach Frost is still developing in as a head coach, is that development of that mentality, or just kind of what your thoughts are on on those lines. Thanks, guys. Jay, it's the shared IQ. (laughs) Shared IQ, shared understanding. And it's not a new coaching theory, and it's not a new coaching premise. It's not even a new operational premise but it's the idea that jay foreman knows what the guy next to him is going to do and the guy next to him knows what jay foreman is going to do consistently yeah i think like i said it's uh we've got a ton of like moving parts for the last four weeks of the season last year you got four new coaches a ton of new players i think what 16 17 guys out of the portal or something like that eight Mm -hmm. eight of them playing significant time or starting i think or maybe even more than that so they, they they have a lot of inexperience with each other. So it's it, it's the growing pains. But at, by no means did all those factors ever come into consideration that the game against Northwestern would be up for grabs. Still, Nebraska sh- should have and should have been expected to win. Um, so on that case, you know they they did you know they I, I imagine they're gonna probably try to try to gel a little bit faster this week. You know I think. <laughs> Lane, they got a wake-up call. Um, but as far as, like, the, you know, the coaches being able to rally the players, I think they'll be – you know, they do a good job of it because, um, you know, I think all the new coaches um, already have that in in them. You know, they're not coming here to kind of just ride the wave, collect the check, because they all could have been somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And then the coaches that are here want to win because they want to be part of, you know, this thing turn around. So it, it should be um, – you know, easy message to convey to players or whatever, or what you're giving off. So, um, they know what they got to do. They know that, uh, you know, they didn't play up to their standard. I know offensively, even though at, at times they look pretty good, they know they need to do a little bit better. I think, um, offensively, you know, in the run game, um, I think they could have got more yards out of it if they would have just been a little bit more steady essentially just getting on your guys instead of missing a guy and then the guy's running free. Um, the timing of it was a little off, I think, just because based on that, um, and they had probably been doing a better job in that in camp 
And then defensively, um, you know, I said this yesterday, the, the ability to close down space, the ability to rally to the ball um, will alleviate a lot of those missed tackles. And then you simultaneously, you'll look a lot more faster. You won't look as lethargic. You won't look like you're guessing. Because when people, when you're out there playing and you're guessing, you're actually running to the ball, but then you're actually asking yourself, did I just do the right thing? So you're not fully, you know, sprinting. You're just kind of you, – because you're not able to kind of release yourself to do it. So it's just something that they need to get better at. And, um, you know, whether they rotate more defensive line or not, anything like that, it's just – it starts with the fundamentals and everything else. It was interesting to hear Shenander talk today, and I'm sure that the listeners – uh, have their own imp- imp- impressions of what was said, but the thing that jumped off first was he uh, he said, "Well, I thought we missed six tackles," and and the immediate reaction on the text line was a little bit <laughs> more than that. I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Yeah. What were you watching?" Yeah. So, so for you, I mean, as a linebacker, that's the tackler's game. Like for everybody on the field, the best tacklers on the field are linebackers. Should be, yeah. Right. So yeah. you as a linebacker. When you watched that game, did it ever enter your head that they were doing a good job tackling, putting people on the ground? Uh, as a whole, as a defense? Uh-huh. No, they, they they struggled a little bit in that. Um, they struggled a lot, you know, um, and I wouldn't, I didn't expect that, you know. Um, I know they harp on tackling. I know they expect you to practice even if you're not able to thud up or whatever. They, you know, there's a way to practice to kind of simulate tackling because, you know, a lot of times – I know in the pros, you know, especially like when I would play for Buffalo, you know, late in the season, you know, we didn't wear pads a lot, you know, towards the end of the season. Now, granted, you only have 53 guys, pretty much 50 guys on the roster. You take right. specialists out of it. So, you have to save everybody. And the most important thing is the games. So, but what we did was we – Wade was very good about this, that he wanted to make sure we were fresh you know, to finish the season strong. But so what we started to do as the season went on, we would pick and choose when we wore pads. Okay. So like Wednesday, because, uh, you know, Monday's the review because games are on Sunday. Tuesday's your mandatory day off. So Wednesday we might come out, even say we say we had a physical game, say we play Pittsburgh or something. So Wednesday we might not wear pads, but we might be in spiders and we're, you know, we're kind of just getting the kinks out. We'll be heavy review, new stuff situational football so we're kind of flipping like friday right yeah thursday we'll put the pads on and we might do blitz nine on seven first team period and and special teams is mixed in there too as well you know then off and then of course not friday or we've done stuff where we just do seven on seven heavy special teams as far as like uh pads on and then nine on seven and then you're done to keep us fresh. But we always – and I really like that because, one, you went to the game fresh. But then, two, you know, to be honest with you, I, like, yearn for the contact. Mm-hmm. It was it was a weird thing. Like, you know what I mean? It was like Th- he – Thump he, enough. He, he, like – it was like he gave – it's like, you know, you feed a, a tiger like a half a steak and he's salivating for it. So, by the time you get there, it's that. So, I think strategically they need to just go about it. Now, and I think sometimes also, I'll say this, if you – make a huge deal out of it. And I think this is what they're trying to do. Again, I can't speak for them, but I, I've been in those situations where we have tackled to our standard poorly. Um, where if you make a huge deal about it, then it's like, oh, Nate missed a tackle. They must not have worked on it. And you have to give Northwestern credit because they had two backs that were moving and grooving 
and they were, but a lot of it was self-induced wounds because DP's out of position, I'm out of position. If Nate's supposed to tackle in between me and you, DP, that's a that's a tackle. If if you're if you're setting the edge, I'm kind of setting the other say holding point at the point of attack. He sets the edge. You're the alley player, and you get beat in this space, which is I don't know two feet, three feet. Then that's on you. But if I'm if DP's over there where that Jabba Chamberlain pitcher is and I'm there, and he's like, oh, I set the edge. Well, <laughs> then it's on the running back. The the running back coach is saying, you're there with this linebacker. I don't care how good he is. You better make him miss. There's not a linebacker that hasn't played, that hasn't got juked, okay? Dick Buckus, Ray Lewis, Erlach, or th- anybody you can think of, myself included. There's not a linebacker that hasn't got ran over, okay? But what makes – good defenses and linebackers is able to know your your strengths and your weaknesses and where you're you know you're, when you're filling or the overlap player and when you're scraping you have to scrape a certain way based on the defense right and the i play. can't i can't go rogue i, I can't no, go you can't you can't you can't play the play i'm a, here here i'll just tell you this this no. is the this is when i actually learned my lesson okay, well you know i was, had great coaches in college but i learned the lesson in the pros the hard way and this is this and this actually I felt so bad after this game that I was so down. In the, I mean, I was like, I was like, dang, I, they, I, I hope they cut me. I felt like I lost the game. We were down in Tampa playing I was with Buffalo, and I was splitting time just backing up. Guy gets, you know, kind of hurt. You know, Sam Coward kind of got cheap shotted by Frank Middleton, who was a notorious dirty player. Um, got in the game, did well. So then now we're getting down to the four-minute funny as it makes me we're down in four minutes and i'm in there you know i'm like got fresh legs because all i did was cover punts and got in there a couple little third down i'm scraping (laughs) you know i'm i'm cleaning up and then i start woofing a little bit right and the work done is there it is a running back and all stat was a fullback and they've been running power 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 so it's like third and six and it's kind of like a give up down because they actually were going to kick a probably field goal well, I'm playing the play right in four minutes. But as when they shifted, they knew that I went from a fill player to a secondary scrape player. So that means I can't fast flow. You can't chase. But guess who didn't know that? Yeah, that, that look right, Jay Foreman. So I fast flowed, work done, fast flowed right behind me and got the first down games. Now, granted, we had a defensive end that pass rushed, all that, but it was me. You know, I felt like I could have made that play. So that's how you learn, and that's what Nebraska had to learn, is that you have to learn exactly what you have to do under pressure, and you have to do it every single time, or especially in four-minute or a team that's going to test your principles, which Northwestern is going to do, they will embarrass you. And it'll and the holes will look extremely big because – if you get out of your gap and somebody else is thinking that you're going to be there, man, those things are big. It's amazing how how deep it, the the rotation goes through first read, pre snap read, oh, man, scheme, lineup shift, uh, audible. That's why I always said it. Like, <laughs> like I always said about like certain players, I won't mention his name. Like if if you aren't spent after a game, like mentally, I mean physically, you should be. Mentally, you should be spent, especially if I'm a middle linebacker and I always call the defense, set the defense. There's no different than a quarterback. 
Now, granted, I'm sure their stuff is more sophisticated or whatever, but at the end of the day, my job and stuff, you have to be mentally spent. If not this, then this. If not that, then that. And, and you don't have no time to guess. It is nothing. It All is while there. Larry Allen is coming and trying to knock your head off. Hello, meatloaf. Right. <laughs> Hello, meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> trying to put you on his highlight tape. Yo, oh, my goodness, Larry Allen. Man, oh, man. I mean, he would have guys. The thickest ankles in all over NFL. He would have guys making <laughs> business decisions in the beginning of the game. Man, I need to be here for four quarters. You need to stop leaning on me. He ain't leaning on you. I mean, <laughs> he, he stop he, leaning he, on he, me. Well, see, that's the thing that people don't understand is that, like, some, there's guys in the league and you have to know who you're going against. They're trying to put you through the ground versus some guys are positioning you. And, see, Northwestern is a very, very technically sound offensive line, and they're going to keep competing. There's times I even saw, like, a play where it went off the defense's right tackle. They cut back, you know, and then they we had bad pursuit angles. I saw one time, like, you know, Stephen Wynn just punched and pulled one of their linemen. Just boom, boom, right? Well, then that's like, dude, that's what you should be doing all the time versus standing and looking. And so that's – and I think once they get more experience of playing with each other, they'll be fine. And this is a huge week well, this week. Well, I do want to talk about North this Dakota. Week, Cause, North cause, Dakota. I just saw a play from North Dakota <laughs> that I no, might not I might no, not sleep at night. We go, we go I teach, saw that play, and I, go, I'm watching it again, I, I'm though. I'm trying to tell you. So we're going to talk about Northwestern. Hey, we'll do that when we come back. I don't back. know how they ran that play. Hey, there's lots going on Saturday at Memorial. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.